The following podcast contains spoilers for Bittersweet. You have been warned. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel Magusto. It's a me. That's it's it's. <laughs> There's got to be at least the last three out of like six times we've done a Mario or some sort of when, Italian when impression. When I can't think of when I can't think of anything, I always go for Mario. I don't know why, <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, some of you may notice I sound a little different. Maybe not as clean as I normally do. Uh, I just moved, and I am in a room with a bunch of boxes and empty walls mm-hmm. so this one might not sound as good as the other ones but we'll get back to it don't worry is is the child asleep too he is and that is yeah, kind of so why it makes, I'm it, a little, makes it harder too a little hush hush uh but uh what what how, how are you doing glenn how I, is my boy i'm not bad it's been a very very busy week with uh some some uh, private matters that i'd rather not say mm-hmm. online but other than that, uh, it's been a very long week. Haven't been able to get to too many movies, but I did finish uh, a series that I watched, and then a movie from that series, and a little uh, special uh, comedy, or Ooh. as they as they say backwards, comedy special. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the the series that I watched was called uh, Neon Genesis and uh, Evangelion, or Gelion. Uh, people always say either or so it doesn't matter mm-hmm. uh, it was pretty good uh, the ending was kind of you're not going to like it because it is an anime series <laughs> get <laughs> out of uh, here it's it's one that I've always been meaning to get around to because people talk yeah. about it a lot and it, it was it was pretty good the ending was kind of wonky and it kind of just uh, dies off afterwards you, mm-hmm. you know, usually what happens with series like this where they're really popular is they like pick them up again and they never stop making seasons they didn't do that with this one. They did yeah. kind of reimagine it, but they didn't continue it. So yeah. very interesting. Uh, kind of cool. It's pretty cool. And then the uh, comedy special that I watched was for the now late and great uh, Norm Macdonald. Uh, his his comedy special, Hitler's Dog Gossip, <laughs> Gossip and Trickery, which mm. uh, which was which was really funny. Uh, yeah. just, Norm Macdonald was hilarious. So yeah, he was. He was he was a great great talent and uh yeah mm-hmm. he'll be he'll be missed he will be and then by far I'll... he was my favorite colonel sanders when they did those weird <laughs> yeah commercials uh, and then obviously i watched uh, our movie bittersweet yes what did you do but so you, knew you uh, were a busy boy yeah i was a very busy boy to the point where i would have been severely depressed for the past week and a half mm-hmm. um i hate moving um, most people hate moving i really yeah. hate moving uh it brings the worst out of me uh, and thanks to you, we are better right. off than we would have been. I really appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome, buddy. Um, but uh, I only watched three movies since our last uh, episode. Uh, mm-hmm. First one being Eyes Without a Face. It is a French horror movie uh, that mm-hmm. is about this uh, plastic surgeon who causes a car accident that makes his daughter's face disfigured. Ooh. And he starts kidnapping women and trying to do a face transplant onto his daughter's face without their permission obviously um it's a really really cool movie i it's i feel like i think i've heard of this you've definitely at least seen the poster or the the criterion collection cover uh Mm -hmm. it's it's like just a a woman 
and over her face is just white yeah. with the eyes cut out. Um, I, yeah, I think that's probably it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really cool movie. It's it's a movie that's like be, because it is from 1960. It's not going to wow you mm-hmm. until probably the last five minutes. The last five minutes just drives everything home all at once. It's really really impressive with okay. what what they do uh, i highly suggest people check out eyes without a face i enjoyed it a lot more than i thought i did this is one of those movies where like oh this is going to be like super artsy like i i, I like artsy movies but mm-hmm. to an extent yeah. there is such thing as too artsy for me personally I, obviously my opinion is not everyone's opinion um for <laughs> me i yeah i know for me, I think there is such thing as too artsy, and this the Criterion cover for this just screams like pretentious, mm-hmm. but it's it's really not. It's really a powerful film, um, with a lot of humanity in it, and you know, it's for a movie like that. You a lot of people would think like, oh, why is this happening? But you know, you understand the character's motivation every single time. Um, Good to know. Yeah. Uh, then I watched Bittersweet, which we'll get into in just a second. And then I watched The Eyes of Tammy Faye, um, which we were going to do a video on, but mm-hmm. then I decided I probably shouldn't when we're mo- when I'm moving. Yeah, it was better <laughs> to get your ass into a whole different building than yeah. uh, go see a movie. <laughs> so this is my little uh, birthday treat to myself. It was mm-hmm. Also, moving the week of your birthday just makes you not enjoy your birthday as much. Yeah. And the past four times I have moved have been the week of my birthday. And I'm not about that life anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Uh, it's, overall, it's an okay movie. I think it's a little clunky. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing I liked about it, it, it's something that could easily become like a caricature, like a MacGruber-type movie where it's just over the top <laughs> and just making fun of the people that's involved. Yes, I know MacGruber's not based on real people, and this is. Yeah. But because of how eccentric Tammy Faye and, and uh, Jim Baker were, her, her husband Feels Jim like Baker. Feels like it could be. Yeah, and it could be. And, um, you know, it's the entire time. You you could easily just, like, make fun of their religion and everything. And mm-hmm. it, it, it never once does that, which I really liked. It was very respectful throughout the whole thing and i know there's a documentary that this is based on called the eyes of tammy faye as well uh that talks about her work in the lgbtq community um and this is kind of based on i haven't seen the documentary so i don't know how much crossover there is um but you know even with that in mind i was still expecting it to just kind of go over the top and it just be kind of funny um and and it was funny but it was funny in a very real way where just like she's just eccentric she's just herself but you're not laughing at her. You're kind of laughing with her, if that yeah. makes sense. Um, and it, it, it does have some ridiculous moments that's just kind of like, look how kooky this is. But it's she's never the butt of the joke, uh, mm-hmm. which I really liked. Because, you know, sometimes movies can be mean to people. Yeah. So, yeah, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. That's all I watched. Let's get into some news. We missed this last week, and I'm very upset that we missed it. Uh, mm-hmm. But many people know by now Michael Kenneth Williams, who is known for The Wire, uh, 12 Years a Slave, Boardwalk Empire. He passed away uh, at the age of 54 on September 6th. Uh, we forgot to mention it last week. You know, we do these kind of like news is always the last thing on our minds when we're doing these we're, yeah. <laughs> before and we record we're always like at, got any news yeah as of lately it's also been a lot of celebrity deaths which is obviously does not help you know yeah but you but yeah. michael kenneth uh, williams he, he was a great actor he, he was um, great. great talent and then um 
so yeah, he he'll be missed. And then of course we talked about Norm Macdonald as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he passed away on the fourteenth. Yeah. Uh, actually, the day that I closed on my house. So, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, as of I believe two days ago, William or Willie Garson from Sex and the City also passed away. So oh, I, I had just, not heard that. Just a lot of just a lot of uh, not good things happening. Yes, yes. Uh, but but to get into some slightly good things, uh, you know, in the in the movie world, Christopher Nolan has chosen Universal Studios to uh, produce his next film about the atom bomb. Mm-hmm. And uh, J. Robert Oppenheimer. Uh, many people know that he usually works with Warner Brothers, but because of Warner Brothers' deal with HBO Max, Christopher Nolan flipped him the double bird and said, "Peace out, Girl Scout." As uh, he should. I like to think that that's exactly how that's, it happened. Yeah. Just made a little British accent too. <laughs> yeah. Peace out, Girl Scout. I can't. Peace do out, it. Girl Scout. That's, that was like more, mine was worse uh, than yours. <laughs> mine, mine was like a bad Australian accent. Yeah. So, peace out, Girl Scout. Peace out, Girl Scout. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's going to uh, produce that with Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I overall, I really have no problem with Warner Brothers other than their HBO Max deal. I think that that was a, a big betrayal to the movie industry. Yeah. Uh, I understand why they did it, but at the same time, you can go a year without releasing big movies. Mm-hmm. So, just do that. Do that. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that he kind of stuck to his guns and, and walked away from them, even though Universal Studios also kind of has some shitty things. But they have they always planned about doing shitty things and then they never went through with it. Yeah, uh, whereas like Warner I Brothers f- had. I feel like with Nolan, too, they're going to they're going to kind of give him what he wants here. Oh, absolutely. So, so <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not every day that Nolan walks away from Warner Brothers. So if they don't just give him what he wants, well, <laughs> exactly. They're in for um, a bad run. here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's all the news I got. You got anything else? I actually, I don't really have much at all. All so right, so let's get into <gasps> bittersweet. Bittersweet, a 30, okay, see that, I fucked up already, but because that first thing fucked me up, a 30 years old Egyptian goes back to Egypt after living in America for 20 years, where he has a hard time coping with the difference, especially, especially after he loses his identity and all his money and becomes stuck in Egypt. This is uh, the synopsis is written by someone who has language English yeah. as a second language or yeah. third language. Again, way better than us, but it doesn't mm-hmm. really make sense how they wrote it. Uh, thirty years old, I, um, a thirty years old Egyptian. I think that's how British people would say it. But anyway, mm-hmm. this isn't a ling- linguistics podcast. This is a we movie podcast. Nolan. So, directed by Khaled Marie, written by Khaled Diab, uh, starring Ahmed Helmi, Edward. Uh, like Cher only has one name, yeah. Edward, uh, Amy Samir Gan- Ganem, and Lofty Labib. Uh, and this was on Netflix. This, as uh, For anyone who listened to last week's episode, this was our streaming roulette pick. Mm-hmm. It was the best one out of the three that we got. Um, and overall, I think the biggest problem with this movie, I enjoyed it overall, but the biggest problem with it is its runtime. 
two hours, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is a point in the middle where it just completely switches topics. It's it's one movie for the first half, and yeah. then another movie for the second half, which is obviously done on purpose. It's it 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 works for what it is, but I do think they could have slimmed down the beginning half. Mm-hmm. Um, where everything is going wrong, it just kind of became redundant at a certain point. But overall, I thought it was a very enjoyable film, and uh, you know, very heartwarming. Um, so it was better than I expected it was going to be. I don't know what I expected, but I, I, I enjoyed <laughs> well, it overall. From really the opening like ten minutes, I was like, "Ooh, is this the movie we're getting into here?" Yeah. And then, I mean, luckily, it, it kind of branched itself out that it didn't get stuck in that place that i thought it was going to be because mm-hmm. the the first 10 minutes he's he's in an airport and he's talking to this other guy on on the airplane did they have the same name or same what is the deal here they have the same passports basically and they um, get mixed up or something i can't remember why. i feel like i feel um, like they have the same name i could be wrong or they're just passports get swapped but they're just having conversations they're like on the plane to egypt and it's it just feels and nothing against amateur films i know they do their heart this just feels like a super amateur film in that first 10 minutes that yeah it, it made me sit there and go oh no oh man that's yeah i hope the whole movie's not like this right <laughs> here and luckily yeah. it, it did branch out to where it didn't get stuck like that the whole time but that yeah it was, it was very rough for that first that first initial 10 yeah, I I agree. It, it was very rough. The um, yeah, it, I I can't remember exactly why they're talking. Uh, what I remember is that he's just kind of being excited about going to Egypt, mm-hmm. and because uh, he hasn't been there in so long, and the guy next to him who has been there, uh, is just kind of like, yo, you need to calm down. Uh, yeah. But it's it the the main character, um, played by Ahmed Helmi. Uh, his name is Masri, uh, which. <laughs> One of the jokes is very close to the Egyptian word for thief, which mm-hmm. I thought was funny that they kept doing. Um, at least that's what I thought was going on. But uh, it's the uh, his character, which I understand because he's he's excited to go back to Egypt. He's he's proud of his Egyptian heritage, but what he does is just kind of dumb traveling in a way. Yeah. Like he has an Egyptian passport. He also has an American passport because he is an American citizen. Uh, and he only takes one. Um, if I were traveling, I would take both. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but, you know, at first I was thinking, oh, yeah, it probably is smarter to take your Egyptian one if you're if you're going to, at least for getting out of the United States. Yeah. Getting into the United States is a different story. But um, what what I didn't expect was how the Egyptians would treat one of their own, like, they, I mean, obviously they try to swindle foreigners, but they definitely treat foreigners better than their own. And that was something I didn't expect to happen in this, because uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's not how it works in the United States, yeah. for better or for worse. Um, but I, I thought that was a, a cute little, you know, uh, thing. But he just kept doing such stupid stuff for traveling. Uh, where it got to the point where I was just like, at what point do you just tell people you're an American? How many times do you have to be treated horribly for being Egyptian in Egypt to the point where you just go, you know what, I'm American? Uh, yeah, and, and th- even when even when he did do that, he ended up getting his ass yeah. beat. Yeah, he got his ass beat. But like, it is the it, it had like that was probably the biggest problem with this is that it, the runtime 
it, it, it goes well past the rule of threes, you know, where it happens three times and then he learns. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it happens like five, six, seven, eight times, whatever it is, and he doesn't learn. And then finally he does. And then the thing that drove me crazy is the second he gets his American passport shipped to him, he throws his Egyptian one out. And I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever traveled out of the country. It's not easy to go anywhere without those. <laughs> it's Not only that, but if you go into a country... And get mm-hmm. like your Egyptian one stamps. You need to fly back with your Egyptian passport so they know that you're coming back. Like th- he even ran into this problem where the embassy was just like, "Hey, you." As far as they're concerned, you're still in America, and, and I, I'm not like a huge traveler. I've gone out of the country like three or four times, yeah. uh, mostly to Canada, but you know, way more than s- me. Sometimes overseas as well, but like. It, as soon as he threw out his Egyptian passport, I was like, no, mm-hmm. dude, that is going to cause so many problems. Yep. And like, as much as I hate it, you're not white, so it's going to be even harder for you <laughs> than it would be if I had done that. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, that's just the reality of it. I, I, it's not right, but yeah. it, it's, it, he just kept doing such dumb things. I was like, oh my God, dude, you got you to gotta <laughs> stop letting your, your anger get to you. you he, he was such a goofy character yeah and, i i liked and, his character he, yeah, he, was, did, he did stupid things it was at a certain point where i'm sitting there i'm looking at him and i'm like he reminds me so much of somebody not that not that these two have the same personality and obviously we were both friends with him john um costa oh yeah oh my god you were they one hundred percent they look not a, not identical, but then it's in the face that they both yeah. look like each other. I mean, this guy's Ita- this guy's Egyptian. John Constantino's yeah. Italian. So. Yeah, and they're just, they're both so goofy. Yeah, in there, I was just like, this guy just reminds me. Not that they they do anything similar in any way. No, the, no, it's just so funny. Like their overall cadence, demeanor. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's it, I'm just like this guy is John, man, and I can't get over it. Yeah, uh, but I I thought. I personally thought the second half of this film was a lot better. Oh, like significantly. The part, the part where he, you know, meets up with his old friends and neighbors, uh, his old friend from 20 years ago, and, and kind of starts falling back in love with Egypt. I thought that was a much more interesting story. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say that the first half wasn't needed. It could have just been cut by like 30 or 40 minutes. Yeah, it was, it was just a little too repetitive. And when they finally got... When he finally got back to his father's apartment and met up with his, you know his old uh, family's friends and everything like that, because uh, he goes back to uh, his father's apartment because mm-hmm. his father had passed away and he went there, and uh, and you know these these people still live there and they're like, oh my god, <laughs> you exist? Yeah, exactly. And, you know they take him in while his uh, father's apartment's getting like redone i'm pretty sure renovated or something like yeah that. i mean no one had been in there for 20 years so they yeah. were just cleaning up and renovating it and everything mm-hmm. uh but yeah the, the second half was so much better um you know seeing him build these relationships uh instead of just <laughs> constantly calling the van driver that kept trying to swindle him yeah um which i mean that was that was a funny continuing joke but it, yeah, it's, it, it just ran on it's yeah course. Yeah, and I I did enjoy it when they brought it back towards the end. But seeing his his relationship build with his friend, um, who I believe his name is Saeed. Yeah. Yeah, Saeed. Like they just have such a a pure friendship that I absolutely enjoyed mm-hmm. seeing it like re be rekindled and everything. And you know, um, 
obviously me to a lesser extent because I wasn't born in Ireland, but like when I went to Ireland, I definitely felt like a kinship there, even though I didn't yeah. know anyone. So it was just kind of like seeing that, but like times a thousand because he knew these people. He grew up with them for mm-hmm. the first 10 years or so of his life. Uh, it, it's just very touching. It became a very touching story, which after that first half, I was not expecting it to be. Because um, yeah, I watched the trailer for this, but it's in Egyptian, and this mm-hmm. specific trailer didn't have uh, subtitles, so I had no idea what was being said the entire yeah. time. Yeah, I th- this definitely swayed much more in a better way for that yeah. second half. And, uh, you know, all the way to the end, honestly. Um, easily could have knocked out... <laughs> 20 30 minutes just from the beginning well not, maybe not the beginning half but like they could have shortened it somehow yeah they, they could have yeah. i think an hour 45 minutes this would have been a really solid film oh yeah um and, and not that it's not in its sort of any way a solid film it's it's i had fun with it i actually did yeah have fun yeah with same it here for the most part. i think and it could have gone from good to great yes if, if it was shortened um and it it definitely just kind of feels, uh, like you said, for lack of a better word, amateurish. And mm-hmm. not that it is amateurish at all. This is like a, a yeah. It was mainly that beginning part. Whenever they're yeah. in the airport or plane, it uh, that's where it felt like that. Yeah, definitely. Specifically, it, it kind of had like that that cheap stock three D model of an airplane that they would mm-hmm. keep cutting to. Um, but yeah, this was a really charming movie. I thought it was. Pr- like relatively funny a lot of the jokes i feel like got lost in translation but it was still you know for the most part really enjoyable mm-hmm. and um yeah I, I mean i don't have too much more to say the it, it's really it's... a tale of two films like the first half and the second half first the first half is pretty good but repetitive and the second half is like a really solid uh film coming yeah, home film so it's a super simple story uh it's it's why it's so kind of hard to talk about yeah. and the the points we are talking about we're kind of making it talk <laughs> talk about it longer than we really should yeah but uh <laughs> i mean that's that's really what the movie's got it's just a simple charming movie it's you know just split right down in two there and uh, exactly second half mucho gusto <laughs> <laughs> yep um yeah i got i don't really have anything too much to say about this is you know here, brother. I do suggest people to uh, check it out, but uh, that brings us to our judgment, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, as always, this has to be a unanimous decision whether or not this becomes a shelf boy with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Um, I guess I could go first. You know, yeah, this either is one. A, yeah. Um, I think if this were shorter uh, by, like, 25, 30 minutes, it would have been a really, really great film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it would have been more fluid and and flowed better and and it was so close to being great uh but the the length really does kind of take away from it um so you know just based off the length especially in the beginning alone the pacing of it i would say no it does not become a shelf boy but you know if you got two hours ten minutes to kill and you want to watch a foreign film foreign comedy feel good comedy i would suggest to check check this out i just don't think it's worthy of a shelf yeah, I, w- I would say the same. Uh, it's it it is a very fun movie as far as like if you want to watch it, go for it. As far as the KFR shelf, we're not gonna I'm not gonna put it on for sure. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was it was good enough that I'd be like, hey, check it out once in your life, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. So bittersweet. Oh, original title: Asal Aswed. Uh, 
probably butcher that pronunciation. But uh, Bittersweet does not make it on the shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaid, and that brings us to our plugs for next week. Uh, my plug is going to be a little trailer for an A24 movie uh, starring um, Stephen Young, Richard Jenkins. Uh, where Where is he? Where is he? Or she? Uh, Beanie Feldstein, Amy Schumer, a whole bunch of people. It's based on a play of the same name, and it is called the humans it is a trailer for a 24 on a 24's youtube um it just looks like a very interesting like family drama uh shot in an interesting way takes place all in one apartment building so i I thought it was interesting so check out the trailer yeah check out the trailer for the humans there's this comic book I was obsessed with as a kid. It's about this species of half alien, half demon creatures. And the scary stories that they tell each other oh, are all about us, humans. I know you think there's something wrong with me. It's not a movie. She still acts like a murderer, but I'm trying to apologize. You'll find someone new. You're going to come out of this stronger. I promise. Stop. Don't actually stop. Anything I say makes her. Yeah. No, she reminds you. You. Me. You. It's you, my friend. I love that in times like this, I have a a home base, a family I can always come home to. To knowing this is what matters right here. Because everything anyone's got, no matter who you are, everything you have goes. Well, that's a positive way of looking at things. (laughs) Wow. Do that at a funeral, then. All right. Uh, For me, uh, the last, last, like, week and a half, even actually before he passed, I was getting the algorithm was heading my way because obviously I watched a lot of Conan and a lot of Mm -hmm. moments with, like, Conan's guests. So Norm MacDonald has been in my timeline all over the place. So uh, we're going to go over to yonder of YouTube and find the Norm MacDonald compilation, 5 million views. Honestly, any of his stuff. He's He was a hilarious person and just had the most like deadpan jokes yeah. ever, and they were just so stupid funny. Like, I was cracking up at one before like uh, we actually started this podcast about, well, about, about 9-11 and just how... <laughs> how unfiltered he was and really kind of yeah. unapologetic but also didn't step over that line too hard yeah. in a way the yeah. one the one nine eleven joke i saw of his this might be the same way one i'm not going to tell the joke mm-hmm. but someone he told the joke to started laughing and he was like don't laugh at that yeah that's the one i watched <laughs> <laughs> i was lit- right as you sent the, uh, like, the link for the podcast i was dying <laughs> yeah it's just like such, such a deadpan thing it's like how it's dare like, you laugh at that joke don't laugh at that i was i was crawling over blood and bones to find my brother <laughs> in canada <laughs> so yeah. stupid yeah, it was really stupid um but yeah those are our plugs for this week uh, that brings us to our assignment for next week guess what mm. It's the second annual KFR Spooktacular. Tis the season, baby. Tis the season. Week one of six of the Spooktacular is upon us, and it is my turn to pick the spookiest of spooky movies. Well, I don't know if it's spooky. I don't know. I've we'll heard see. nothing about it. Uh, but my my pick is uh, one I believe is a classic horror movie. 
I could be wrong. I've heard a lot about it. I've seen a lot about it, but I I don't know how it's regard how it's regarded in uh, anything. Uh, but that is going to be Pumpkinhead, and that's going to be available on oh, Amazon Prime. Yes, uh, Pumpkinhead from 1988. Uh, after a tragic accident, a man conjures up a towering, vengeful demon called Pumpkinhead to destroy a group of unsuspecting teenagers. Did you hear how fluid that was? That did you hear was. any mistakes? It was like no, water. you did not. It water 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 like water. <laughs> uh, directed by uh, Stan Winston, who we all know, Stan Winston, the uh, uh, mostly known for special effects. Written mm-hmm. by uh, Mark Patrick Carducci and Stan Winston, uh, based on the poem by Ed Justin. There's more here, but I don't feel like clicking on it because the computer I'm on is super slow. Um, it is starring Lance Hetrickson, Jeff East, John Dacino. And Kimberly Ross, and that is going to be again on Amazon Prime. Looking for an old woman. She lives somewhere in the mountains hereabouts. All she can do is take you straight to hell. You go home and you bury your boy. Some folks will say is how she's got powers. Who are you? Ed Harley. What do you want, Ed Harley? Say it. You're looking for vengeance, vengeance, say it. There's no graveyard way back deep in them woods. The thing you're looking for is in there. Yeah, I've, I know nothing about this other than it's yeah, called Pumpkinhead, I, and it seems I, fitting. I have seen the VHS tape of this so many times Same. in my life, but I've never actually watched it, so this is going to be for sure interesting. Yes, And yes. I, I don't know about you. I'm excited for the season. It's kicking back up. I'm ready to yeah, be Yeah, I think I'll, I'll be more excited once my office and movie room are set up so mm-hmm. I don't have to hold a microphone the entire recording for <laughs> this. That would be nice. Luckily, <laughs> this one was short for you. Yes, yes, it was. So Pumpkinhead is our assignment for next week. You can catch that on Amazon Prime. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com, on Instagram, Keystone underscore film underscore review, Twitter, Keystone underscore film, Facebook, Keystone Film Review, YouTube, Keystone Film Review, TikTok. TikTok film is review. a booming. There are some videos on there at the moment. Uh, I even signed up for a TikTok. Don't friend me. Don't follow me. I'm not going to post anything on there. <laughs> follow Keystone Film Review. That is the only reason I'm on there. Uh, yeah, so that's all our socials, and oh, and on Letterbox, almost forgot the Letterbox. I am Mike KFR, and I am Glenn KFR, and that will do it until next week when we begin our spooktacular and put pumpkins on our heads. I'm assuming <laughs> that that's what Pumpkinhead's about, even though I read the IMDb <laughs> synopsis and know for a fact it is not. <laughs> oh no! Bye bye. Bye.